Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. Today, we're going to talk about relationships. So in the chat, I want you guys to say relationships, relationships. Do you guys remember the first person that you ever fell in love with, that you were just like head over heels that you just, you know, you saw them and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in love. And I remember there was a time, it's okay, Michael knows about it, but um, there was this, there was this guy, blonde hair. He just had it going on, right? I just saw him across the playground. He was just running with his blonde hair and I just fell in love. If you didn't catch it already, that was back in preschool. My first love, the first, first person that I ever went gaga over was back in preschool. How many of you know that sometimes our uh, patterns of what we think love is starts pretty early on when we are living our life? It can even start in preschool, y'all. Yes, for me, that's what it is. I pray that does not happen for Hope. She is not allowed to date till she's 35, I hope. (laughs) But sometimes how kids are, they just have no filter, right? They just kind of say it like it is. So I wanna read to you guys just for fun some kid breakup notes. So they're gonna put it for you on the screen. So I have four for you this morning. The first one says, Dear Ashley, would you please be my girlfriend? I like you a lot. And do you guys remember putting on notes? Yes, no, maybe. And asking them, please circle one. Yes, no, maybe. And so she responded at the bottom. It says, I'm sorry, I already have a boyfriend, Kyle but when we break up, you're my next choice. Oh my gosh. P.S. That will probably be a month or two from now. Wow. This girl's got game. She's already lining them up, right? She's already lining them up. The next one is, dear Keenan, I'm sorry. We have to break up. You always try to make me laugh, but you just make yourself look so sad. Oh, look bad, but that's funny too. You just make yourself look so bad. We're over for real. For real, that, that means it's real, for real. So the second, <laughs> the third one is, Sean, I am breaking up with you. You have not talked to me since the day you asked me out. That was three months ago. You need to get it together or you will never get married. And that would be sad. You should get married, just not to me, Rachel. Rachel's pretty wise, Rachel's wise. Okay, and the last one is, it says from... Delandre to Crystal, I'm breaking up with you. P.S. Happy anniversary though, one month. Pretty cool. (laughs) And at the bottom they write, it's really hard to do this. How many of you would agree that relationships sometimes, it's just really hard to do this. Put really hard in the chat. Relationships sometimes can be really hard. And some of our unhealthy views of relationships can start when we're little kiddos, just like this, writing about relationships. Have you guys ever had your heart broken? I know for me, seeing Ian across the playground and then playing with Tiffany and not me, oh my gosh, my heart was broken. (laughs) But seriously, our hearts can be broken in so many more ways than that as we go through relationships. But I don't know about you, I absolutely love breakup songs. They are my favorite, more than happy songs. They're songs that are like this. 
Strumming my pain with his fingers. Singing my life with his words. There's that one. This one is perfect for 2020 for all of you that were single and probably stayed single because of 2020. All by myself. Don't wanna be all by myself. I didn't do Celine justice, but you know what I'm talking about. I don't wanna be by myself. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. That's an all time favorite. And how about for all the married folk, right? Being in quarantine, all the single people, they just really wanted someone. But for the married people, for your cellmate, I mean partner (laughs) in quarantine, the song could be more like, help, I need somebody else. Please, anybody else. And if you know that Beatles song, I totally changed the words. We cannot afford to pay for that if they ask us to pay for it. And I love you, you're not my cellmate. But how many of you guys know that relationships can be challenging, especially within this past year? Kids know what they want. And sometimes they don't know what's best for them. We read stories, um, letters of their love life with their friends around them. And kids, I love it. They have no filter. And at the same time, it's hard at the same time. My daughter, she's amazing and I love her. And she's right now at the stage where she's just discovering so much in her world. And she is running She is playing, she is doing everything. And she is just like a crazy loose squirrel around the house. So I have to watch her constantly. And one of the things that she is um, doing is climbing on things. So she'll find a box or a stool and she'll just wanna get up there and she'll stand and sing and look out. But one of the things she's wanting to do now because she's excited and she feels it, she wants to do it is just leap off and just go for it. And she is there waiting for me to catch her. And I am just tuned in and I'm trying to get her every chance that I get. But there is one time that she got on this stool and she just free flew down on the ground and hit her face on the ground. And I was, I was mortified. I cried more than she did. But how many of you know kids, they don't always know what's best for them. They get excited and they just want to do it. They just want to go for it. They want to have fun. Their feelings are all there, but they don't realize there's some harsh realities when they take that leap and nothing is there to catch them. The same thing happens with our relationships. Sometimes we start thinking when we're so young, a miscalculated formula of what relationships are. We get up and we're excited. And then we think, I hope he's the one. (laughs) Flat on my face. Um, I think she loves Jesus. Or I'll say this and he'll be fine with it. (laughs) And we just go, just like my daughter, we're excited. We feel it, whether there are emotions that are truly good or emotions that are just kind of overtaking us. We just get up and we go, like my daughter, just out ready to be caught, but not necessarily looking to see that someone's there to catch them. She is going up and just going with the wind of what could be and just having a good time. But some of us, 
just like with children, have never matured in our relationships. Part of growing up is that we're supposed to naturally mature, but a lot of us just keep falling down the same set of stairs. We keep choosing the same bad decisions over and over again. Life is more like the Britney Spears song, oops, I did it again, oops, I did it again. But after a while, it's not cute. You got bruises on your face and you know, you're all messed up. (laughs) But why, I wanna talk about this morning, why do we keep repeating this pattern? The pain of disappointment has become our normal, expected cycle. And we just keep repeating that, even though we don't like it, for some reason, ingrained in us is this formula that we have learned and we keep repeating. It's a failed formula for relationships. And I believe this morning that God really wants us to have fulfilling, thriving, life-giving, fun, wonderful, godly relationships that point to Him. And how do we get that? We need to look to God's word for that formula. It is not in culture. It is not in songs. It is not in movies. It is in the word of God that he has given us. Can I get an amen in the chat? Our verse that we're centering around today is Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven through 40 in the message version. And it says, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list, but there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hangs from them. And this afternoon, I wanna talk about the relationship formula, the relationship formula. Would you guys pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And we are here this afternoon, this morning, because we are putting you first. And we deeply desire more of you. On this Valentine's Day, tuning into church, we want what you have for us, for relationships. We don't want anything we conjure up or the world tells us it needs to be God, but we are looking to you for what is meant to be. We love you and we ask that you bless the message and our time together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It will shock you just how much you think about love, sex, and relationships is shaped by culture. When I say these two words, the notebook, you know this whole rush of feelings just comes in especially if you're our age um, that Michael and I in our 30s, you know this movie very well. In junior high, you were sitting in the theater crying. I want to love like that. I want to be in the rain in a boat with the love of my life. But really, have you ever really just been wanting to be in the rain in the cold? No, you haven't, right? But the movie talks about how he was sending her letters and she never got them. And then all of a sudden she does and they come back together and they're reunited and they get together. And then all the way at the end of the movie, I'm sorry, I'm ruining this for so many. They, I shouldn't say this, but they actually die together. How beautiful. Tears streaming. 
I want to die with my spouse. They're probably like, I don't want to die yet. I don't want to die with you. But that's not real life. That is a movie. Another movie is Titanic. My heart will go on and on. And then Jack's there dying, slipping into the water, saving Rose while she is on the plank of wood or door. But hey, Reality is there was enough room there for Jack. Jack didn't have to die, right? He didn't have to die, but that's not, that's a movie. That's not real life. Or Jerry Maguire, when Tom Cruise is there with Renee Zilwiger and she's saying, or sorry, he's saying, you complete me. Ah, the words every woman wants to hear. You complete me. But I want to challenge you guys this morning that everything we've ever learned from movies, songs, Disney, which is my favorite, looking for that Prince Charming or that perfect princess, that happily ever after is something that is conjured up. It is a fairy tale. And when you think about it, all those movies, they kind of end when they get married, right? I don't know if anybody wants to see the movie afterward, But it leaves a lot of us hanging. Like, how do we truly have healthy, thriving relationships? Culture tells us a lot about how to fall in love and have all these like gushy, ooey gooey feelings. But the reality is with relationships, it really takes a lot of great work to get the reward that it's worth. Amen. So there, that is where we get our ideas of a formula for relationships that doesn't necessarily work. It's only part of a formula. So I wanna talk about two of the wrong things we might be looking for in that formula in a relationship before we start talking about the right formula. I wanna dispel two things in the incorrect formula. So one is I'm just looking for the right person. And here's what we think. If I can just find the right person, then everything will be all right. They'll love me for me. I'll never have to change. We'll finish each other's sentences. I won't have to tell them how I feel. They'll just know. How how does that work for all the married people in in the room and committed relationships? They'll just know how I feel. I don't think so. That's caused many fights within our marriage, many strong um, disagreements. Um, we get this idea that if I just find the right person, that they'll get me. Like Jerry Maguire, they'll complete me. But what we're really thinking is they'll fix me. The part of me that's missing will finally be whole. One of my favorite Disney movies is Aladdin. And it talks about a whole new world, a dazzling place I never knew. But honestly, when you get home from the honeymoon, it's the same world. And you got to pay your student loans. You got to raise a family together. You, You have all the normal things. So Disney, although I love it so much, has really swayed us to think of love as only one way, as relationships romantically as only one way. And this is a side note for you, but a lot of the times when we, um, we come back together after we fall, we have fallen in love and we have these um, 
strong disagreements or things that might annoy us about each other, we start calling them marriage problems. But they really aren't marriage problems. They really are single people problems. This morning, I wanna encourage you that when we come together as a union, we are bringing together two completely different worlds, two different personalities, two different histories, and we're bringing them into one. So this morning, as we follow that formula, I wanna encourage us that if you haven't been um, married yet and you're going into a relationship, that it's important that we are the right ones now before we find that person. Honestly, I think marriage problems are who squeezes the toothpaste tube and who doesn't. Yeah, who, how do you put the toilet paper? Is the flap over or is it under? Those things are marriage problems because they just really sneak up on you. I'm having a little fun. Another one is where do we eat? That's our biggest one all the time. But in all seriousness, two single people with problems getting married, hoping the right person will solve them all. And when they don't, we always think they must not be the right person. But that's not necessarily true. The problem is you're both expecting each other to fix each other and give what only God can provide. I'm gonna say that again. The problem is with this incorrect formula is you both are expecting each other to fix one another and give what only God can provide. Number two, I'm just looking for love. What we've misdefined love is as a feeling and as adrenaline. And a lot of times, especially women, we like to use that as butterflies. I just had so many butterflies when I saw him, but guess what? Butterflies fly away. Butterflies fly away. Love can't last on that. And for adrenaline, that feeling, that rush, statistics say it lasts about six weeks to 18 months. Six weeks to 18 months. And during that time, you are literally high on dopamine. You don't have to take drugs. You should not. But that is like a drug. You are high in love with that person. And sometimes you can't even think right. Just like hope on that stool. You know what? I think he's the one. He has a job. I think she's the one. I saw her at church once. And then we just go off. We've misdefined love as a feeling. And we're focused on that feeling so much that that over consumes us. This feeling will make us stay up all night on the phone. Michael and I did that for hours. I remember never sleeping at one point and we pulled all night or just talking on the phone. And probably most of that was just silence, just being together was just enough. But how many of you know, I'm not going to do that now that we're married. The moment hope goes to sleep, I want to sleep too, right? We're not going to be on the phone. You can't build a life on feelings and dopamine. (laughs) The problem with this is feelings come and go. So when we define love as a feeling of what we are looking for, and when we lose that feeling, again, the same problem, you must not be the right person. Every divorced couple got married because of love. I want you guys to let that sink in. Every divorced couple got married because of love. So it really shows that love isn't a feeling. 
When you're following a failed formula, you will look for the wrong things every time. When you're following a failed formula, you're looking for the wrong things every time. And this is the formula we're doing right now. Um, Probably not all of us, but a good chunk of us do this formula. One, find the right person. Two, fall in love with that person, that right person. Three, fix all my hope and dreams on that right person. And then number four, if failure occurs, then repeat steps one through three. So again, let's say one, find the right person. Two, fall in love with the right person. Three, fix all my hopes and dreams on that right person. And if failure occurs, then repeat steps one through three. And statistics say that second marriages often fail faster than the first because people are just repeating the same failed formula. So we wanna learn this morning, what is the right formula? So how do we learn that? Where is that? Tell me, Kareem. So the right formula, we have to look in our word. We have to look in the Bible. And Jesus defines love for us as this. What is love? John 13, 34. So now I am, sorry. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Love is not an emotion. When we read this, love is not a feeling. What does it say? So now I am giving you a new, what? Commandment. Put commandment in the chat. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. You can't command an emotion. I don't know about you. If I want someone to be sad, I'm not going to say be sad, right? And if you're really sad, you can't just tell someone be happy, right? You can't command that. So it's interesting God's saying here that love is a commandment because a lot of times from when we're ingrained, when we're small, we think of love as a feeling, But God is saying here that love is not that. Love is not an emotion. Love is a commandment. And ultimately, what is love? Love is a choice. So based on the information that I understand and apply, love is not a feeling because when I think it's a feeling and the feeling changes and then our marriage or our relationship is in trouble because you don't make me feel happy anymore, I'm not in love with you anymore. And that is far from the truth in what God defines love as. So let's look at the original text I shared, Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list, but there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commandments are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophet's hang from them. So we're talking about the relationship formula. And from this scripture, the relationship formula I have for you guys to write down, he, me, and we. He, me, and we in that order. I know it's not correct English, but we're gonna go with it today. So he, meaning Jesus, me, meaning myself, and we, meaning my spouse or others around me. He, me, and we. And I believe as we go into this, whether you're single, dating, married, divorced, that this message is for you. Whatever your relationship status, I believe that this 
formula for relationships is what God wants us to do. So I talked about the order. So the first is he, love God. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important and first of all. Second is me, love yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want this to sound at all like it's any type of selfishness. That is not what a relationship is about. But when God is sharing with you to love others as well as you love yourself, that is implying that you love yourself. And in order to love others well and the best that you can, you first have to love yourself. And when I look at that, I just see the word in my mind of wholeness, loving myself in wholeness, not a self-centeredness, but of a value of who I know I am in God. The third one is we, loving the other person, loving the other person. And I don't have this in my notes, but um, in Genesis, when God brings Adam and Eve together, I love that it says, and the two become one. It doesn't say in there that two halves become one, but it's two whole people become one. How beautiful is that? So in the order that we do, it's he, me, and we in wholeness, following Jesus together. A lot of you know who Henry Ford is. He is someone who created um, the Model T and just revolutionized the automobile industry and known as uh, a great businessman and um, pioneer. And they asked him, when, they, when him and his wife celebrated 50 years of marriage, they asked him, what's the secret? And this is what he said. Um, this is what they said. When Mr. and Mrs. Henry Ford celebrated their golden wedding anniversary, a reporter asked them, to what do you attribute your 50 years of successful married life? The formula, said Mr. Ford, is the same formula I have always used in making cars. And I love this, just stick to one model. Just stick to one model. And the same is true here with God's formula versus what culture tells us. A lot of times we can follow what culture says is the formula to successful marriage. But culture is ever-changing and very fickle, to be honest with you. You could be following something one day the next, and it could tear you down a week from now. But like this quote, we need to stick with one model. And the same is true with God's formula. It's his model for humanity, for relationships to be thriving and successful. Now, I know a lot of you might be thinking, looking at this, the word commandment could be like a negative thing, but I wanna just shift our perspective this morning Commandment, not looking at commandment as a negative thing, but rather as a positive thing. Not a negative thing, but a positive thing. Right here, I have with me this Bible. And a lot of you have a Bible in your home. You can even have the Bible on your phone. How great is that? And carry it with you everywhere that you go. But when God gave us his word, he gave it to us because it was important, extremely important. It wasn't given to us to 
sit on our nightstand and be read once every 10 years. It wasn't given to us to just look through and say, you know, this looks good. I like this part. I'm going to follow this. And then, but I think my relationship's good here. I want to learn how better finances. So maybe I'll follow this part, um, so on and so forth. You get what I'm trying to say. But God gave us this book as a manual for our life to share with us the formula of what it is to live a godly, successful, thriving life. So this is where we ought to go for all what we're looking for, for our relationships, not social media, not um, TMZ, not um, what the Kardashians are doing, but this is our model. This is the formula for what a successful life is in successful relationships. And we can discover when we open this up, the treasure that God has for us. John 10, 10 says, a thief has only one thing in mind. And this is talking about the devil, our enemy. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. I love that. So the thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, what a word, and destroy. That doesn't sound fun, right? But I have come to give you everything in abundance, everything, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. So it's no surprise to me that the enemy wants to pervert everything that God considers beautiful and good. So why would he not want to do that in our relationships? Why would he not want us to follow a pattern and a formula that leads us down the same path of brokenness and despair? But God is coming here in two verses I'm reading to you, commanding us to love. And it could sound from the offset, like, man, that's negative, that's harsh. Like, do you really have to command me? But in this other verse, Jesus is saying that he has come and is telling us and giving us these principles and this formula that is in his word to give us life and life that is abundant, overflowing beyond all we can imagine. Jesus is telling us in his word, this is a new formula today, a formula not based on feelings, but based on certainties, a formula not based on our past, but a formula based on our future, a formula not based on wishes, but on promises. So I encourage you this morning, as we follow this new formula, that God is going to bless it more, even abundantly as we follow the order I don't know about you, but uh, Michael and I love, love sweets. And I'm sure you do too. But we love um, cake, chocolate, donuts. It's a little dangerous, but (laughs) we love it. And if, if you're a baker and you bake regularly, you know that baking is a science. It is not something that you can just, you know, throw together. Um, and just hope it turns out okay. But baking actually is an art form. If you look at a recipe, let's just make it real simple. So you buy a box cake on, at the grocery store. 
And those, that's pretty simple. Most of it's done for you, but it still has ingredients that you have to follow in a certain order. Now, say if you're baking from scratch, it is a little more intricate. You have two cups of flour and you have to do a quarter and a cup of milk, um, this much of baking soda, right? There's a certain order. And did you know you have to mix the dry ingredients separate and then the wet ingredients separate, and then you mix it together. There's a certain sequence of events to get something that you are trying to get a purpose. But if you mix that all out of order and you put in the milk first and then sugar, and then maybe this, and then maybe that, and just see like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's gonna be good. That's all that's supposed to be in it. But then when you bake it and it comes out, it is a hot mess, nasty, not delicious, not what it was meant to be. The same is true with God's formula that he breaks down in this verse in the two commandments. We are to first love God with our whole heart and then love ourselves in wholeness of who God has created us to be. And only then can we truly effectively and wholly love others the way God intended it to be. This morning, God is telling you, you are a new creation. Maybe in your life, your parents did it a different way. Or maybe you say, hey, Corrine, um, man, I wish I would have learned this a long time ago. It would have saved me so much heartache. I'm in a relationship right now and I don't really know how to kind of get out of it or grow from that. But I wanna encourage you today, wherever you're at, whether you're single, you're dating, you're in a relationship maybe that with someone that's not a believer, in God's word, he promises when you put him first, the abundance will flow from that. The other people around you will see the love of God flowing through you. And when you put God first, all your other relationships flow from that. When your vertical relationship with God is right, when that is just full and overflowing, all of your horizontal relationships benefit from that. With Michael and I, I know that he knows if there's times where I'm not seeking God first and giving him my all, it affects our relationship. And the same is with him. I can notice if there's reasons or there's times where he might be focusing on his own strength more and it affects our relationship. When your relationship is right with God, it overflows and it is evident to all the people around you, including your spouse or your significant other. So we gotta have a right order. We gotta have a right order with God. And as I was preparing and wanting to kind of elaborate more on different things, I really felt God just wanted us to take that one thing away today. For us to have the right formula, yes, we need to do those three things in completion. But if you could take one thing away today, just one thing, is to love God, love him with all your heart. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be given to you as well. Jesus says, but I have come to give you everything in abundance. Like we read more than you expect, life in its fullness. So number one, what we need to do is love the Lord, our God with all our passion. 
and prayer and intelligence. Another version says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. God's desire for us is to have the fullness and the beauty and the thriving relationships he's destined for us. And I believe this morning he is calling us ultimately to have that with him. And I don't wanna pretend this morning that all of us have that. Some of us might have, or we walked away. And some of us might have never reached out to God, but I believe because you're watching right now that you desire just something deeper. I want something different. I don't wanna repeat the same formula. I don't wanna do what I did in college. I don't wanna do what my parents did. I don't wanna do what my uncle did. I want God what you have for me, what you have destined for relationships. Well, friend, I wanna tell you that you are far too valuable. You're calling far too great to waste any of your years following relationships of a failed formula. You are far too precious. And this morning, God is calling you to follow him. So I wanna pray for you and pray for us as we choose him today to put him first in our life, that our relationship with him would be the utmost important. And his promise says that it will overflow into all of our other relationships in our life. So can we pray together? Dear Heavenly Father, you are so good. And we desire what you have for us. We've done what culture says to do, what not to do. And somehow it still leaves us empty, Lord, because it's not from you. So right now in this moment, we ask, Lord, for you to come into our hearts, bring a fresh wind into our souls to know that there is hope and there is a right formula that has a promise for thriving relationships. And we choose that this morning. I wanna pray right now for everyone that is in relationships or desiring to be. Lord, I just ask for your blessing on them. I ask for your comfort in their heart. I ask for your strength to pursue what is godly, to maybe not do what their friends are doing, but to keep focused on the greatness that you have for them, that they would put you first before all their other relationships, that they would put you first and truly find out who you say that they are, that they would put you first and discover the, a love for themselves and wholeness like they've never experienced before. And only then, God, I pray that that overflow would come into their other relationships, that you would bless them with a relationship that they could have never imagined how great it could have been and how great it is gonna be. Lord, we trust you and we put our hearts in your hands. We follow your commands 
in your order. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.